In today's episode of the Big Leagues Podcast, we discuss how Microsoft is making moves to become the number one search engine. Then we talk about a popular hair brand called Myel Organics and how they were recently acquired in a multi-million dollar deal and it has their buyers turn their back on the company. And then we touch base on Chipotle's newest promotion that plans to grow their business by giving away free guac. Trust me, today's an amazing episode you don't want to miss. With that being said, let's jump into the episode. Hey, Anderson Blue. Yo, what's good? This is episode, what episode are we on? Episode three or four? This is number four. I guess it's a good thing that I'm losing count because it means that, you know, we're being a little bit more consistent. We're shooting these pods. Um, how's everything going on in your world? I remember you telling us that you were on your way to Florida last time, if I remember correctly. So did you go or I hope you weren't affected by like these plane cancellations? No, luckily I got there before all that craziness happened. Florida was great. You know, I enjoyed Florida. Anything that gets me out of this cold New York weather. Um, the trip was good uh, as far as... Uh, Sneaker con. It was good to see a lot of new faces. A lot of people came out to say hi and check in. Um, you know, so me going to sneaker con was like me trying to figure out where the market was at. And the market is exactly where I thought it was. It's to the point where people are just not looking to spend money, right? Yeah. Um, so alligator arms, I think you said before. Oh, yes, definitely alligator arms. So there's a lot of people showing interest, a lot of people asking questions, um, just want to learn more about what I do. But as far as taking the money out the pocket, I saw a little bit. Pe- I saw more people grabbing business cards and grabbing credit cards. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I actually so, have a question about. Yeah, that. go for it. Not to interrupt you, but like, I think it's important. Like, of course, money is every business owner and entrepreneur wants more sales, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess my question for you is: when that's not happening, what? are some of the things that you do to pivot, right? Because at the end of the day, you still want the the your trip, right, to be successful. Mm-hmm. I know for, you know, me in some instances, okay, if I can't get the money, but maybe I'll get your number or your email address or mm-hmm. something that can be a little bit valuable to me in the long term when you are looking to spend money. So I'm curious to know, like, if you have any... Um, like, what's your approach, rather? Like, what's your, your strategy oh, like, yeah. to pivot under those types of circumstances? So my general rule is when the show starts, I give it two hours. Okay. Two hours will let me know if this show <laughs> is going to be a good one or I better, <laughs> I better make the pivot. Alyssa, okay. I knew by the first 45 minutes, like, oh, it's going to be one of those shows. Got it. Okay. Um, so after I collected myself, uh, so usually what I do is I'll say, all right, I'm going to go and get content, you know, showing what's okay, happening at the show. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll go and I'll network with people trying to see what's going on, what's moving True. and shaking in the sneaker world. Um, is there any other creatives that, you know, I could maybe see myself working with. And then I'll go into just what you said, just trying to get more like contacts for people that are interested into the brand. So okay. I'll, I'll do that just by, um, so now I'm bringing my iPad to the shows, which I'm very thankful I am. So I'm able to take people's like names, um, their phone numbers and their emails. Uh, I, I feel like today you have to get people's phone numbers because nobody's opened up emails these days or not like they used to. So that's how I approach it. And then um, I also like take a step back and say to myself, like, all right, why am I not, why, why, why is my products not selling? Is it selling because maybe is my artwork old or is it um, maybe because of the market or is it because of my setup or maybe because I have too much products I'm trying to sell or maybe like the, the pricing is not where it needs to be. So I just take notes and I jot everything down. I, I just try to be super open-minded. I don't, you know, blame myself for anything that's happening, but I just try to be real, uh, it, it gets constructive, I guess. But anyway. But that's how I approach it, um, you know. But I've been doing this for a while, you know. Right. I, I, I remember the beginning. Your boy had to wipe tears from his face because he's kind of just like, you know what I mean? You're putting out your artwork and people say no. It doesn't feel like they say no to your artwork. They're saying no to your drawing and you. So, um, so yeah, but that's how I approach it now. Okay, that's good. So anything yeah. else? Any other learnings from um, SneakerCon? Yeah. Um, the biggest learning that happened from SneakerCon is I have to take the Anderson Blue business plan that I've been using for the longest and throw it in the trash. It doesn't apply anymore. 
you know? Um, and when I say that, it's just because of the economy. A lot of uh, the money I generated was from doing shows. But back in 2019, a plane ticket was cheaper. Food was cheaper. Oh, hotels right. were cheaper. Even my booth was cheaper. Um, the booth I have now is three times the size of the older booths that I have. So, you know, if I'm going to spend so much coming to these shows, it has to be worth it. And look, I'm not trying to make money at every show. Like some shows I look at as a marketing expense as far as just to spread, um, you know, just to let people know what I'm doing, just to help market myself. But there's, but like any other business, if I'm just throwing money out the window for 12 for 12 months, you know, I'm not going to be in business long. So I kind of have to make a pivot here. So um, that's what I'm doing right now, just trying to figure out how do I approach it with everything going on. Um, and for me, uh, it's, it's more about me fo focusing on social media, like trying to do more social media content and then focus on the shows that make the most sense for me to go to. But, um, but hey, man, that, that, that's my learning lesson so far. Yeah, I, I think it's a good one. I think the name of the game now more than ever, it's like, how can you reach as many people as possible with as little resources as possible? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I hear what you're saying and going to those shows and meeting people and networking and, you know, developing future partnerships with this, which is excellent, right? Mm -hmm. But I also think it's equal or of more value to, you know, keep your money in your pockets where you can, where it makes the mm -hmm. most sense and more or less double down on your content strategy approach because it's like you are going to reach more people, right? With the folks, with not even with the folks, with you staying where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. And then I used to say, speaking of you kind of throwing your whole plan away, I used to say it would be worthwhile to, you know, test out Instagram and Facebook advertisements, right? Because now you actually have data points of the folks that are actively engaging with you. And now in the day, this day and age, now you can create lookalike audience, right? So you can create, you can reach more people who look like the people who were a fan of you. And then maybe you can start reaching people who like sneaker con, right? So now you're really playing around with the algorithm and with the data. Um, but I know with the iOS update, um, I know I haven't fooled around with <laughs> I know I haven't fooled around with um, advertisements um, in a minute, but I know last time I did after that update, it was um, horrendous. So um, I say that all to say, yeah, content creation, organic content creation, community, for sure. Um, I could definitely agree. I mean, I wasn't there with you, but I can I could definitely see where your head is at. But that's but so that's the hardest part, right? It's just that like. Just like what you said with Facebook, just being able to target certain people that match with what you're selling used yeah. to be the go-to move for people like myself. Now that's gone. You know, iPhone changed that, you know, so now it's it's costing even more to try to find a new customer. And then it's like, like I said to you before, everything costs more. So it's like, what can you do? What kind of avenue can you take to keep marketing your business to where you just don't you know, go out of business doing that? Yeah. So, um, like I said, right now is trial and error trying to figure it out. But for me, um, and just from you know the people that I know, I feel like YouTube, I've, even a podcast like this, is a great way to do it. Yeah. So you know, just trying to try, just doing, just going with different avenues is uh, where I'm focusing right now. A hundred percent. And what we just described is more or less how, you know, investors and venture capitalists and other people who might be interested in your business, um, they, they say it's CAC, right? So what is CAC? It's customer acquisition cost. So we are more or less just chatting about how to lower your customer acquisition cost. So how mm -hmm. do you pay less to acquire a customer? And then, of course, making sure that customer stays with you as long as possible. Yep. So just a little tidbit. But uh, what's going on with you? Let's see. I officially think that this week felt like the new year, right? Was it the ninth? I feel like there was like a lot of chatter of like whether people are going to start working on the ninth or working yep. a little bit earlier than that. But I think in my world, I officially feel like, all right, I'm back to the races um, this week. Uh, I say that because I attended a few networking events Um and I don't know if it's age or what. I used to be such like a go, go, go person. I want to attend as many networking events as possible. I want to meet as many people as possible. And I guess in my old grouchy age, I'm like, no, I want to stay home. 
I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything, but that is obviously counterintuitive as an entrepreneur. So I attended two networking events this week. That was really, really great. Um, if you're black and in the beauty community, um, black beauty club is excellent. We meet at the Dumbo house, um, pretty periodically and we discuss everything that's going on within beauty, um, which is great. You meet a lot of people there. Uh, so it's a great networking, um, tool and a great community. Is it like a bar setup or is it like a lecture setup? Like no, it's actually, so I'm not too sure if you ever visited like the Dumbo house, but more or less it's, it's an extension of the Soho house. Right. Right. And it's like a private community in the first place. So it's very luxe feel. Um, and then typically with uh, the black beauty club, they rent out a section of it. So mm. uh, it's, it's not even like a lecture. It's not even like a bar. It's just like a room where there's couches and it's uh, the ambiance is very relaxing and very mm. luxe. Um, so I would say that. And then right outside of it, you can go to the bar, you can eat and you can do whatever uh, you so please. So um, definitely look into them if you're interested in just like just expanding your community uh, inside the beauty space. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went to a happy hour last night with some folks within like public relations and marketing, which was pretty exciting too. I met some really dope people. So just trying to, you know, very similar to what I was saying before, just, you know, just trying to stay focused, try to plan, try to meet a lot of new people within the space um, and just keep my head above water because. Did, yeah. did they have any, uh, did they share their game plan for 2023? Did that come no. Up? So interestingly enough, um, I'm still trying to find my crowd, I would say, in the entrepreneurial space. Right. So a lot of people that I meet within these like communities or within the networking events, they belong to a bigger company. Right. So they necessarily mm. aren't self-employed. Um, yeah, so it's really very limiting, you know, that type of dialogue and discussion. Um, so I, I don't know, right? But I assume that everybody who is within the entrepreneurial space is very similar to you and I, just kind of just trying to stay afloat. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Well, I'm happy that you had a good time. Hopefully you made some connections that will uh, definitely uh, bring some possibilities in the future, so. Me too, me too. All right. Do you use like? Be honest. Do you use Microsoft Bing? Uh, no. Actually, I'm actually shocked. It's still in business. I had no idea. Me too. Because I even go to the extent like if because I I operate on a Microsoft Surface and I believe Bing is like the default search engine. Mm -hmm. I even go so far as like if Bing comes up, I'll just type in Google. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure 99% of people do the same thing. Right. And I and I remember like a little pop up coming up saying like, oh, Bing is just as good as Google. And I'm like, ah, no, no, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not. But it might soon be. I say that because Microsoft Bing plans to integrate chat GBT into its search engine. And if you remember our whole conversation last time about how dope chat gbt is this definitely could be a game changer and i might start using microsoft Bing again i don't know about using microsoft but uh that stock that's what i was thinking about what oh, is you're that? Thinking about oh yeah you kidding me, you, kidding me? You, you don't think google shaking in their boots right now if i was in the google offices man it would have been like d-day it would have been nothing but gloom and doom in that office i'm telling you right now so um, I think it's a smart move, right? Um, so I'll, I'll tell you, there's a few things going on. So as far as Microsoft doing that, chef's kiss, good idea, because this is going to put them back into the game. Um, and this is the first time I've ever seen a company that will be able to rival Google. Um, and I think one of the most interesting things about it is just seeing like a different search engine that'll be able that you can communicate with almost like a question and answer. Right. Mm -hmm. So just being able to get the answer faster than what you would have to do with Google, because, you know, when you type in Google, it shows you the top websites with that answer and hopefully you'd be able to get it. This is just strictly giving you the answer. Um, so one of the ways I think this will benefit uh, Microsoft is if they use this for their Microsoft products, like their Excels, their Microsoft Word. And um, so, for example, right, like I said, I'm not the best writer, but. If I have chat GBT helping me like, hey, what are you writing about? Let me give you a timeline on 
how you should approach this essay or use an Excel. What are you trying to do? Oh, don't worry. We got you. Let me show you. This is the code you should use so you can keep your finances in order. So that right there by itself, I think is a win. I definitely think it's worth the money. I don't even remember how much they're paying for it, but I'm pretty sure it's something billion dollars that they're paying to get this. Um, but there are some concerns that I have with them doing that. And one of those concerns are, so um, Microsoft was saying that they're not going to put it in Bing right away because they don't have a method of letting people know where the information is coming from, right? So I was my concern last time. Right. So what they don't want to do is tarnish their reputation by almost stealing people's information from their sites and then just pretending like they're getting it from ChatGBT. I mean, they did that with that other uh, thing. So right, Microsoft, well, yeah, with, you with know, AI art, but, art. Yeah, yeah. But the AI art's a new is a new business. You know, this right, is Microsoft. Right, right. This, is, this is a legacy business, so they're not going to so, torpedo what they already do. And um, one of the things that just hit me while I was going over the article was what is going to happen with marketing moving forward? Because this thing ain't going nowhere, right? So what is going to happen where, so the whole, okay, so the whole idea of putting out content to give people information, right? To get them to your website, if this thing blows up, it's out the window because this thing would just give you the information and guess what? You don't have to go to the website anymore. So imagine most so, so most of the time people get to other people's websites through Google through the search search engine through the search engine right so if you take that out what happens so are you getting less traffic to 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 your website okay does that mean you get less ads what's that going to do for businesses i don't know but i tell you one thing i am so happy to be a content creator now because i know I, i'm being honest <laughs> with you because think of it right so Chat GPT is cool because you're reading text, but if you still want to get that human feel to get information, how are you going to get that? You're going to get it through video. You might get it through a podcast, right? So if you were a writer and this is what you were basing your marketing on, I would be, oh boy, I would be shaking in my boots right now because like right. I said, this ain't going away. There's only going to be more people doing this. So what does that mean for, for the current business practice? Yeah, that that is and was and has been my concern, right, on how this is going to affect marketing. How is this going to affect advertising? How this is going to affect website traffic, right? Because at the end of this day, it is going down, down, down. What's that song? Down, down, down. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be going, it's going down, right? Yeah. Because if all you have to do is have a simple conversation with a robot to mm -hmm. yield the answer you're looking for, what more do you need, right? Yeah. You don't need to scroll. You don't need to do anything of that sort. You are just immediately getting the answer. Yeah, And I agree with you 100% that this is the age of content creation because the one thing I would say is, you know what, maybe people would not seek to use this when they're more or less in the discovery process, right? Yeah. Or the discovery phase of looking for maybe a product or just looking for more information on something, right? Or maybe an industry or, you know, just something a little bit more broader. You're definitely right? more optimistic than I am. And people... I say that, no, 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 I say that because for me, right? A lot of times before I buy, let's just say a beauty product, right? Mm -hmm. Before I buy a beauty product, I essentially want to see people use it. I want to see how it looks on a specific skin type. I just want to see more or less a specific use case, right? Before I spend a certain amount of money on a specific beauty product or a luxury good, right? So that's where I I would say that ChatGBT um, would not be as effective, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a robot and I'm sure that they're going to give you as much information as possible. They mm -hmm. have already done that. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point in terms of content creation, that's where I would really seek that human interaction and that emotion, right? To where like, all right, that's great. Thank you, robot. Appreciate your help here. But I really want to go look and see how, you know, 
let's say Rebecca, right, or Tiffany applies this product or how this good luxury good looks on this person or mm -hmm. look at their outfits or whatever have you, right? So I, I think, you know, if not ChatGBT, it, it would be more or less the content creation, but that's still, again, you know, businesses are still going to be affected, right? They're still, yeah. going, they're still going to be impacted with the decrease in impressions, right? Or visibility to their, their site. So how I'm curious to see how these businesses and advertisers are still going to get in front of their customer. So that could be, you know, now really doubling down on influencer marketing, really doubling down on those partnerships, because at the end of the day, you still want to reach a community of people. Mm -hmm. Or I wonder if they might integrate some sort of advertisement or whatever function, right, that you can maybe sponsor uh, a response, right, uh, from the robot. I, I, I absolutely don't know. I have no idea how this is going to go down, but I, I know that these big companies are still going to want to have access to their customer in more than one way. So I definitely do expect there to be a lot of changes um, to to the function. Yeah, no, no. I, I look, I agree with you, um, but but here's here's the thing to think about, right? With social media, are people really going to people's websites these days? Are they really doing that? I would say not as much, not as much as, as nice. they did in the past, right? Because there's certain, so there's certain outlets where, is it, is it Shade Room? Is that one? Shade Room's one, right? Yeah, Shade, shade Room's Do, an outlet, but it depends on what you're speaking about. Right. So, but does Shade Room have a website? Yeah, nobody's going to the Shade Room. That, that com, nope. But so, but that's my point. If, if, if you would have told me they had a website, I would have been shocked because I had no idea. I just thought it was a social media platform that just gave you news. So I think it's happening right now, right? So like, I I don't I, I honestly don't know what's gonna look like in the future as far as people having their websites. I know it's always gonna be around, but as far as really getting the customer to go over there, unless it's to buy something, unless you develop your own um, media agency, like what like what is the point of the person going over there where you can get this information from somewhere else and get it faster? Because at the end of the day, people don't want to spend time with your two minute intro and then like, you know, your, your, your five minute pitch and you spend 30 seconds getting an answer and then you tell them to subscribe at the end. But people don't want that, you know? So time 100%, will tell. Like going to a site and then getting bombarded, like join our newsletter. Just like, dude, right. I didn't even see anything yet. But that's a good point because I have been purchasing a lot on Instagram. Yeah. I, I admit, like Instagram has my credit card. I probably shouldn't have said that, but... <laughs> All good, all good. Yeah, just don't um, hack Alyssa. I know. I mean, Jesus. Uh, but I do purchase on Instagram straight from the app. Like, I'm a sucker. Again, if I feel like it's relevant, it's something that I need, I don't go off to the site. I mean, do I go off to the site? No. I can say I was trying to think of a time where maybe I would go off to the site. Um, I think just to like maybe view their other collections, mm -hmm. but a lot of times I just, yeah, I just purchase on an app. And that's, the world, and that's the world we're in today. So, you know, I can only imagine what's going to look like in two to three years from now, but you know, yeah. time will tell. hundred percent. I, I would say that's something that business owners and entrepreneurs definitely need to pay attention to. It's just where the world is moving in terms of AI, right? And in terms of like technology and just continuously being in the front, right? On the front end of this and mm -hmm. not forgotten. You don't want to be the modern day newspaper. Yeah, you don't want to be Blockbuster, I'll tell you that. Blockbuster, you said? Yeah, you don't want to be Blockbuster. I know. Streaming, we talking about? Nobody's going to stream movies. Sheesh. I know. All right. So I could not wait to hop on the podcast and talk about this news with you about P&G acquiring the famous textured hair brand Myel Organics. Did you hear about the acquisition and just the frenzy the Black community is in, especially on social media? So this is a little bit outside of my uh, world, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. But go, but go ahead. What's going on? 
Yeah. So Myel Organics was founded by a husband and wife duo, Monique. She, I believe she was a nurse um, and her husband, Melvin Rodriguez. So most recently, PNG acquired the brand and social media is in shambles because what they're saying is that anytime these brands, you know, black owned brands per se, gets acquired by a big company like PNG or Unilever, there it just changes. The foundation just changes, right? The ingredients, the products, they change and they're not about it, right? So this happened with Shea Moisture. This happens with Carol's daughter. And now this is happening happening with Mayel and people don't want to buy from them anymore or they're just stacking up and I, I I feel like I might get canceled for this I don't know but I just cannot disagree anymore I think the fact that this brand is getting acquired by such a big company is outstanding for one I feel like we should all take our hats off and applaud this woman because just think, think about how big PNG is and then think about how successful you have to be to have a brand want to acquire you. So a big misconception is that, oh, these brands, they're, they're not doing well or whatever have you. But I promise you these brands would not want to acquire you if there was nothing promising there. You know what I mean? So I really could not disagree more. I think one of the things Monique has always said in whether it be interviews or just in speaking with the public is that her focus is on increasing distribution so more people have access to the brand and to her products. So what better way to increase your distribution and your footprint than to be backed by such a humongous company. Because at the end of the day, we have to face the facts. You can only scale and grow but so much, right? It's the resources that these big corporations like PNG have, whether it be in helping these companies gain market share or whether it be financing and expansion, you can't do it alone. And I'm not even, I mean, I can talk about this for hours, right? But then, you know, we can even get into the conversation about how many times Black women take what they have earned and then reinvest it back into the Black community. So everyone is talking about it very linearly. I butchered that word, but you know what I'm saying? They're, mm -hmm. they're talking about it in one way. And that one way is so, so false. I mean, I get the concern, but... It's, I just don't think it holds much weight. Yeah. So I have a few questions after hearing everything you just said. So are people upset? So are people upset that she sold the company or the company's being acquired? Are they yes. just like upset, like blanket statement? That's what they're upset about? Yes. So okay. people have their different reasons, but what I am seeing and what I'm hearing is that they're upset that she sold her company, right? That her company's getting her or acquired. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the products in its essence are going to change. And number two, it's now going to become, quote unquote, more white. Yeah. And, and then you also said that there were these other products. I've heard of Carol's Daughter. I haven't heard I the other two. But they were saying that how they change the ingredients, right? Is that mm -hmm. factual? Is that people just guessing that they change the ingredients? I haven't, to be completely honest, I haven't looked too much into that, 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 right? The ingredient side of it. Right. But what I can say, just based off of my own knowledge in this moment, is that if the ingredients changed, it's with reason. And the reason right, right. might be because they found better ingredients, or maybe the ingredients are no longer available, or maybe the ingredients will give it a longer shelf life, right? So- Again, I don't know like all of those facts, but I do know that if you are increasing your distribution, right? And if you are reaching more people and if you're going to be more on more shelves, well, yeah, you can't you you can't use the same ingredients that you used in your basement, you know what I mean? Right? Or maybe the same ingredients that you could afford with your own dollars. Mm -hmm. Now you're in the big leagues, right? right so now right. Now, now you got to do some things a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, wow, there's so many things going on with this. So, all right, so 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 here's my thing, and this is what makes it really, really tough. And I'm speaking me as a Black person. It's tough because 
you hear a lot of things from the community of why aren't people investing in people of color, right? And then I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark, knowing that she got acquired. I'm pretty sure she's probably one of very, very few people that that that's happened to, correct? Very few. So like it it bothers me that people quickly go on the defense of, oh, she sold out. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna buy the products, went after it gets acquired and blase blase because the truth is there are so many different companies that get acquired and there's so many changes that happen like we could talk about how many times some popular sports drink gets acquired by by if it's not by like budweiser or coca-cola and stuff like that mm-hmm. nobody says a peep you know but unfortunately when it's a person of color it, you know it's it's it almost sounds like their own people are coming after them and gets upset with them and then so my whole thing is, and it could, and I think it happens because some people are just don't understand how it works or they're misinformed. And yes, I'm sure there's certain situations where um, people sold the company and it just went bottoms up, you know, that this happens all the time. But for me, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. It takes time to build these companies, like what you said, as far as trying to get stuff on the shelves, you have to change your approach. And especially, let's say if it was like a, a company of just 20 people it gets acquired now it's in the infrastructure of hundreds of employees right so there's a certain so now the overhead is totally different and as far as just just trying to scale to the level of being in every walmart every target you have to do these things differently there's mm-hmm. different rules to even get into these stores and mm-hmm. as far as packaging and everything like that so you, it has to change there's, there's, totally. there's just no ways around it you know so I struggle with because like, like, hey, look, I'm just I'm just Anderson, right? So like, I can only tell you how I feel. But from my point of view, I just wish more people would be more open minded about the process. Like, if and I, I read the article, it looks like she's still gonna be a part of the company. She's still gonna be yeah. the person steering the ship. And to me, once you see stuff like that, that lets you know the company's gonna be a okay, right? Um, and then so. I'll give you an example of another company that got acquired and the person that uh, ran the company is still there. The UFC. The UFC is still run by, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head right now, but he still runs the company. He got acquired how many years ago? But guess what? They're bigger than ever. They're bigger than ever. They're the biggest. Uh, uh, I, I, I think they even um, outsell boxing right now. That's how big they are as far as, far as like uh, sports entertainment that has to do with like martial arts or fighting or anything like that. So, Hey man, like I said, I I I wish people would be a little bit more open minded, see what they do. You know, don't drag the poor woman through the mud. But like, and then it, not uh, even that. Like I I think people really need to consider the impact that this has on her, the company, and then future beauty brands and yeah, future CPG brands. Right. So if this is our reaction, right? Mm-hmm. It's and our reaction is so negative. Why? would other brands and people want to invest in us who wants this type of reaction who wants this type of negative press right it's not even the reaction but like so let's say you were a fan of it and now they got acquired say i'm not going to buy it so why would another company like this buy another black owned brand and say like why would we do that because once we do that they're not going to purchase it you see what i'm saying so we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot shooting ourselves in the foot and the first thing that we say we need we need money we need a scale we, we need more reach right but then it's like or you need resources so? or we need resources right to develop more products right and when we try to do so now you're complaining on the way we're doing it you know so i i, I, didn't, I didn't see this type of hoopla when when kylie jenner sold to cody Right. I, I just didn't, you know? And, so. and look, I get why people get upset about this because it just feels like, you know, people are taking from from the community. And right. It's no back. longer ours. Right, 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 right. right. But, you know, we, I would say we want to start somewhere, but like, as far as a successful company, th- this is what happens. This is what happens. You know, you get acquired by a bigger company, unless you want to be the person to run it. But if, if she sold the company, it lets me know that she understands that the company is capped. It can't get any further. And having the right people behind her is, is going to be able to 
get her in all the right places. That's just, to me, it's like Shark Tank, right? Like you go to Shark Tank, you say, hey, I made this much much in sales. There are people that walk into Shark Tank and they say, hey, I made $5 million in sales last year. And and then they act like, what do you what do you need from me? Just like, I cannot meet the demand. I do not have the relationships. I need somebody like you, Mr. Wonderful. Can you help me to take it to the next level? You get what I'm saying? And Totally. And that's what no, they're there that's for. No, that's a very good point. And I think another point that we're not touching on, running a business is exhausting. Being an entrepreneur yeah. is a lot of work. So if you have the opportunity to sell your brand and let it live longer, mm-hmm. right? And it becoming beyond yourself at this mm-hmm. point. I don't see I don't see the problem if somebody was knocking on my door and saying, "Hey, Alyssa, you know, you have something great here." Right. You know, what 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 is your goals? Right. You can still be on as an advisor or you could still be on to lead the your brand as an independent, you know, contractor or whatever have you. So you still have some say, but yeah. But somebody, also add, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, but also adding the right person could. So you add in the right person, you have a company or, you know, a firm that could hold your hand and say, hey, this is what we're going to do to scale it for the next 10 years. Some people just literally going from year to year or from month to month, you know, so just having that company say, hey, you don't know. So you don't know this, but let me show you how we do it with all these other companies. This is how we're going to be able to to scale your company. Oh, you're not able to deliver? Don't worry about it. We're going to add you. We're going to add your product to the delivery schedule with all these other brands. So now you're saving money there because before you had to figure out how to do it before it was just chaos. Or oh, you need to um you need to go overseas and be able to build product. Don't worry, we have a warehouse for you. There's so many things that um I don't want to say people don't know, but there's so many things that a lot of businesses can get help from as long as it's coming from the right people. So right. And it, it's I a lot wanna... of things that just d- does not meet the eye. Right. So we're right, looking right, at right. things very, like very, again, linearly, very right. one way. And it's this right. and that. But there's just so many other pieces that yep. is involved. Right. When it comes to mergers and acquisitions and it comes to selling your business. Right. And- so I'm sure I'm sure she has thought about yeah. all of this, right? And I'm sure as it says that she is going to continue leading mm-hmm. the brand and not only that, continue scaling her nonprofit arm, right? Which is beautiful. So she can continue to provide economic opportunities to the black community. And how can you do that? Through money and through liquidity, right? And yeah. a lot of people don't think about that, but liquidity and money is important, right? It allows you to do a lot more. So. I'll end it on that. Again, I, I congratulate her. I know I am of the very few people who are. <laughs> but hey, that's just how I look at things. Yeah, I wish her luck. I, I'm definitely going to follow up more on the story. But hey, you know, it's not easy out there, folks. It's, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make it happen. Totally. All right. So let's get into some social media news. Um, So it looks like Chipotle is adding another perk to their rewards program called Free Potle. So it looks like members um, will get up to 10 free food items throughout the new year. So throughout 2023, which is pretty cool. So it looks like all you need to do is comment Free Potle on their TikTok live or their Instagram live for a chance to to receive that perk for a full year. I thought this was really interesting for numerous reasons. So the first reason being that this not only benefits, you know, Chipotle and like, obviously like people engaging with the brand, but I thought it was really interesting how they put that perk in not, I don't think in like formal partnership, but Mm -hmm. they put that perk specifically on TikTok or on Instagram. And I think that will definitely drive up their like numbers, right. On those platforms, which I thought was interesting. Um, there was another thing I thought was interesting, but it totally skipped my mind. So I'm just gonna, you know, talk yeah, to no, you, I got what you. you think about it. Um, I mean, if that doesn't tell you where we are in the economy, then I don't know what will, you know, Chipotle is giving away free guacamole. Like, I'm, I'm blown away just to hear that. No, I think it's a good idea. I think, look, TikTok has the kids, Instagram has the people who are my age, you know, if you get yourself a free burrito, a free, uh, a free bowl, why not? You know, and especially if 
you have to constantly uh, go into the lives and, and I think you have to drop either a comment or a hashtag. Yeah. I think that's cool because now people want to be a part of their lives. I have no idea what they're going to show. I'm kind of curious of what they're going to do with that. I think that's the, that is the question at hand. But um, as far as the idea, like, why not? What do you have to lose? You know, it's probably going to cost them nothing in the grand scheme of things. And if they can, you know, rival a Taco Bell, which, so let me, let me take a step back. One of the things that Taco Bell does very well is they're great at marketing, right? Right. Like they're really great. Like I heard they have a great app. I don't eat it because I think it's prison food. But um, as far as what they do as marketing, I think it's great. Um, I, Alyssa, I don't even know if the meat's real. You know what I mean? Like nobody can give me the answer. Is it, it is. Somebody it, on TikTok said it's real. She worked there. She said it's real. It's real what? It's real fake? Was that real mean? meat? Real okay. meat. Who's meat? What she meat? can't she can't attest to everything. She can't else. attest. Okay. If it ain't from a cow, I can't oh, right. but, oh, yeah. but but anyway, <laughs> if if uh what was I just saying? So, so yeah, so anyway, so if Chipotle could find a way to hit that younger demographic and bring them in, I think it's a good idea. Why not? If I was in high school and I and I could find out and get myself a free burrito, I would definitely be down. So hundred percent, especially this day and age where God knows what's happening with the price of eggs and the economy and all this other stuff. Um, I mean, I think it's a good call. I think it's a great way to not only retain your customers, but mm -hmm. to drive new ones. Right. Yeah, so sure. I feel like I, this article was saying that it is, you know, it is an alternative to their subscription program or their their subscription plan which i think is pretty interesting because i feel like with subscriptions right it's like very like you and that brand and that's really it right mm -hmm. so i think them kind of implementing free play into like instagram or tiktok now you're it's more of that like one it's less of that one-to-one -one relationship right mm -hmm. so if you were a subscriber it's just you and the brand is very one-to-one -one, whereas it's like one to many now right mm -hmm. so now you have people who weren't subscribed before now becoming a little bit more aware about like all right what's going on what can i receive what is this perk that i'm gonna have so i think it's a good call i definitely think it's a good call to um retain and get new customers no honestly as i think about it i actually like the idea this might be an idea i might steal because one of the hardest things to do is like to get people into like your lives right unless you're teaching them something or you're doing a course or something like that but you know, if you are, I don't know, let's say you're doing makeup and at the end you say whatever makeup I use, you'll get, you'll, you will get one for free or whatever. I think, I think that's a great idea. You know, I'm, I'm even thinking to myself as an artist, if I draw something at the end of the live, I'll give it to somebody, you know, I would be into that. So why wouldn't you do that? So as I think about it, I'm loving the idea more and more. So kudos to them. Yeah. Kudos. So, so, um, so yeah, the other night I was on TikTok, just scrolling through, just like I usually do, and I came across this artist that like caught my attention. This is a, this is a hip hop artist, right? A musician. Okay. And right. um, I am a sucker for any time somebody does something that's super creative, and they have like a good marketing behind them. And okay. I came across this rapper named Jimmy, who's dropped his album called Ghetto Land, right? So he's trying any and everything to get his name out right he, he tells you from the jump like i ain't got no money i spent everything on making this music but i definitely want to make it which i appreciate so one of the biggest uh hip-hop reviewers on youtube is a guy named anthony fantano i think that's his last name and what he does he just sits in front of like a white background he shows the, the uh the album cover he just breaks down the music gives a review he has like 2.6 no, he has almost 3 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. So the guy's whole concept was like, I want to send my album. I want him to review it. And if he doesn't, I'm going to pretend to be him and review my own album, which I thought was hilarious, right? So as he's doing his music playing, I'm just like, oh, this is pretty cool. So I listen to the music and I'm just like, yo, this is actually pretty dope. So I go to his YouTube channel. See, he has like 3,000 subscribers, which is nothing crazy. He has a small following on TikTok. But I could tell, people like, no, for real, but I could tell, reach but I could tell like, you know, the, I could tell the talent is there. So as I'm watching this music video, he's taking inspiration from like Kendrick Lamar, uh, Todd, the creator and like all the popular, like lyrical artists. And at the end of the video, you just see like the credits roll. And all I see is this young man's name. I see producing Jimmy, writing music, Jimmy, Damn. photo, no video editing, Jimmy. 
He said he literally shot everything for the video. He edited himself. The only time he didn't uh, hold the camera is when he needed to be in front of it. So he had to have somebody to do it, which I think is hilarious. But um, but yeah, I bring it up. Real. But I bring it up because like I I, I actually appreciated um what he was doing to make it happen. Like he stripped told everybody, like, I don't have any money. My goal is to make music and actually make good music, like lyrical. Like I'm not gonna go ahead and just try to do these trends just to get popping. And I am going to shoot everything myself because, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot afford it. So please enjoy this music. And apparently this is like his third or fourth album. So he's still continually going. But but yeah, I respect it. I I definitely respect it, especially as, you know, a business owner, entrepreneur. It it be like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it, though, that like hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. And I have to say it because we just don't talk about it often is that you can try your very best and you can work very, very hard and it still not be good enough. Yep. That hurts my spirit and it hurts my heart from time to time, you know? Cause it's like, damn, you're, you're here giving it his, his, you're here giving it your all. Very similar to my man, Jimmy. His yep. name is Jimmy? Yep. Well, maybe we become the next Drake, who knows? But it's like you you are hustling, you're grinding and giving it your all. And not a lot of people realize that you can do all of that stuff and all of it right and it just still not be good enough. So I feel like we have to speak a little bit more about what else it takes beside hard work and hustle to really make it. And I'm still trying to figure that out myself. You know, I feel like, you know, your network is a big thing, right? Your reach is another big thing. Luck, right? Or people call it luck. I call it God, right? So there's just so much that goes into whether you're going to be successful or not. Your your timing, your environment, right? The economic state, everything. There's so much that goes into it. And hustle is just like a piece of the pie and what we all see. So we think, that that's it like oh if you didn't make you didn't hustle hard enough i just i respect jimmy's hustle i respect what he's did so far i hope he continues going i i hope to see him on the big screens one day maybe we can like you were saying before have him on the pod but yeah i think we do bro um i just think just as an entrepreneur definitely go easy on yourself because yeah there's more and one of the things that like I don't talk about it enough, right? Is and when I say people don't believe me, but I've been doing this. I was twenty one. I've been it, like real deal. I've been a graphic designer for fourteen, maybe fifteen years, and I'm self taught. I spent the first ten years on the hamster wheel, just trying to figure it out. You know, doing designs for free, going to the wrong events. You know, then be able to work for companies, and then you know having projects that didn't work out, and. You know, there's, there's literally no guarantee to this stuff. Some people are able to be an overnight success, which I wouldn't want to happen now that I know how some of these things work. But, you know, it's it's, it's a I marathon. That's, that's it, it is a marathon. And I think that's what deters so many people. It's like because it didn't doesn't happen tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, that, mm-hmm. that it means it's not going to happen. And that's just not the case. I feel like time time, whether it be, you know, when you look at money and stocks or you would time in the market, right? So very similar to your business and what you're doing is you want time doing what you're doing because you're going to learn so much. You're going to meet so many people, right? You're just going to develop your craft. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's just about staying in the game. And I think social media does a trash job at saying that. Yeah, it's right. People, or, it's, it's or... people's highlights. That, that's what show, social media really is. You're just seeing somebody's highlight reel, right? So like, and it's not even people, and it's not even like it's interesting because it's like on one aspect it is one thousand percent a highlight reel, but on the other side, half the time it's not even real. It's yeah, not even real. It's not even your real car. Mm-hmm. It's not even your real house. It's not odds are not even your real airplane or jet that that you have right it's all this carefully constructed material to have people desire that so, and it's it's very harmful i just think people always did that they always did that i just think social media made it easier 
to put it in front of people's faces. That's what I think it is. Because even back, you know, in the 90s, you could have seen people on TV saying like, in fact, perfect example, MTV Cribs. Half the time, the places they showed you weren't even the people's houses. Or if you go back to reality TV, I think it was Flavor of Love. I thought that was I thought that was the man's house. I, that's what I it thought. Was his well, house? Exactly. No, it wasn't his house. No. Oh my god. No. No. They they, they book a location. You know what? And... Funny enough, you're exactly right because I was just looking at this documentary on Netflix about I believe they were called like the Bling Ring, right? Mm. And this one girl, I used to watch her reality show and it was about three sisters, very similar to the Kardashians, but not. And I was like, oh, they're cool. They're dope. Come to find out that the third sister, like the third quote unquote sister was not even a sister. They, they literally just propped her in there and said, oh, no, yeah, just call them, just call that woman your mom. And this is how it has to be. And I'm just like, well, I'll be damned. I feel lied to and. To your point, like, how much other things do they carefully construct just to form a a good story? All like, the time. I really thought this girl was another sister. Like, I'm just mind blown at, like, the, just the lengths that these production companies and just media would go through, would go to, rather, to... To make a to make a headline and to make a story, yeah, of like, course, it happens you know. all the time. Especially, like I said, when rea- reality TV first came out, you couldn't tell what was real, what was fake. Well, most people to this day think reality TV is real. They do, hundred percent. You know what I mean? So it, it just it is what it is. But it's all fake, <laughs> or it feels like it's <laughs> fake. But yeah, kudos to my man Jimmy. I'm gonna check out the album. It's on Spotify. Uh, the name of the album is Ghetto Land. Uh, if you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button on on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use. And no, check out the check out the music video. The one I saw was called Uncultured, which is actually like it's cool. I like it. You know. All right, so. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna check it out. And even more kudos to him for just being everybody and everything for that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, you know, I, I I relate. That's what I did for the longest, so I appreciate it. 